Good morning. Welcome to Trainwreck Marriage. I'm Dave Touchton. And I'm Susan Touchton. Hey, we've had a rough week. I mean, things have been kind of overwhelming and in a, in a lot of different areas. Nothing horrible, nothing like really traumatic or bad, but just heavy. So I kind of was wanting to go down the road of since you're a Christian and since you're married, man, it is so much easier <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, you know, we, I have some guys I work with and one is like, well, you know, now that I'm saved, it ought to be a whole lot easier. And, and it's not, and it's, it's a tough, some days you wonder where God is or how you're ever going to get out of this. And some of that's control and some of that's not submitting the situation. I understand that, but I, I kind of want to focus in today on on a couple of things. Number one, you know, how rough it it does get in marriage and just sheer busyness. And, and we're not talking anything, you know, no deaths of family members, nothing like that. Just day-to-day garbage that we allow not only to affect our lives, but affect our marriages. And... Uh, I mean, it's it's really kind of one of those things to where you you do hit a point where is the risk worth it? And and when I say that, what I mean is is the risk of saying, okay, I can't can't do this, or I'm struggling, or God help me. But really, with your spouse going and saying, hey, I'm I'm in a bad spot. I mean, I need your help. I need and it may not even be a need of them. It may meet, may need, poof, woof, can't get the words out this morning. It may be just a matter of saying, hey, I need you to do this. I need your help. Because, you know, so most people in marriage feel like they've got a pretty good handle on it. They can do it by themselves or pride gets in the way or um, a bad experience from the past prevents you from saying, Hey, I'm overwhelmed. Here's where we're at. Because I think sometimes we get to be islands in our marriage where we, we feel like that we can handle it. And, uh, so then when we get in the, we can handle it stage, then basically we're carrying burdens that aren't ours to carry. And we start packing on like a pack mule and the worse it gets, the less you want to say something. And so you you don't give up, but you kind of quit caring, for lack of a better word. And, and you know, I mean, just through this week and, and, you know, we've got a house we're remodeling. We have a house we're living in. We've got the business going, which is crazy. We've got one of the guys that, one of our guys got COVID this week and so, or his wife did. So he's now automatically out for 10 days. We're shorthanded, you know, I, I mean, the list goes on and on and, and, you know, that's our list. You have a list. Your, your job sucks. Your foreman's horrible. You know, they changed you from days to nights. You don't want to be on nights. You know, how, now that you're a Christian, how much easier is it? <laughs> and I say that in a laughing matter because, you know, we, we take our focus so much off of God being able to do much. It's more about what can we handle. And and I'm horrible at that. I, I mean, I can pack it on like a mule, you know, like I used to say years ago, 
you know, I eat stress for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So it's not a big deal to me. It's just a matter of getting through the day. And, but God didn't want it that way. And I think when you start looking at a marriage and then you look at all the crap that's going on around it, um, you know, and, and for me, if I can't get a plan, then that's a problem. I, if I can't see how to get from A to B, that's a problem. And it creates this back turmoil in my head. And uh, we dealt with some of that yesterday, trying to figure out because it, it really, we get to be islands. And I guess that's kind of my point in this is, you know, at what point do you scream mercy to either your spouse or God or what does this look like to you? Um, because everybody's a little bit different and every, but everybody's very similar in the fact of they'll carry way more than they should be carrying. And whether it comes to God's spouse, whether it be, it doesn't really matter. I mean, we, we all do it. So, um, and then really the risk, you know, we get this Satan plants this thing in our head of, well, if I say this, she's going to say this, I'm going to say this, then it's going to blow up into this. Screw it. I ain't going to say nothing at all. I'll just muddle through. And, um, you know, that is the furthest from the truth. I'm not saying it's going to be an easy conversation. That's, that's not what I'm saying. But, you know, somewhere you've got to get to where you rely on other people to come alongside and to just really um, help. I mean, as when, when you're married, I mean, you really, you do want to help each other. You don't want one depressed and overloaded. You don't want your both to be depressed and overloaded. Um, but it's very easily got there. And that's kind of where we're at right now is we just got so much load. It's just heavy. And... Uh, well, and what I've noticed, um, especially this week, well, even over the last few months, um, and everybody I talk to, they have their own junk that they're dealing with. Yeah. There's not anybody, I don't think, walking this face of the earth that isn't stressed over something, um, whether it be what's going on in the world or whether it hits closer to home um, with sick ones or taking on more than what you should, um, trying to follow God's lead and yet not knowing really what that looks like. And so we just make our own decisions. And so everybody's just really um, carrying burdens that um, a lot of times, you know, for me, it's just easier not to say anything. It's just easier to hang on to, but then it affects my health and then it affects my mind well-being it affects my it affects my spiritual relationship and really in the times that we're living in right now it's so important that we rely on one another um and that you don't become an enemy of your spouse because right right now that's just who you should be clinging to and sharing with and allowing them to help you carry your burden um a lot of times if if your spouse is the one that's causing you a lot of the burden um then obviously you need to have that conversation and just um like david said it may not go well but it's probably not going to go the way that you've conjured it up in your head and so um i just feel like it's really important right now um, for you to come together as a couple 
and um, I think you're you would be better off if your prayer prayer life as a couple would increase, and just the time that you spend communicating. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I know that over the last few weeks, since we've actually closed on this house that we're working on, you know, we really have just been going through each day and we don't take the time to pause really and tell each other how we're feeling or what direction we want to take with the house or what direction, you know, how soon we want to move in. And it's just become a heavy um, burden that if we would just change some of the things we're doing and the way that we're communicating would probably lessen some. Um, but more and more importantly than that really is allowing God to guide you and direct you by taking the time to be in his word and really spending time with him and worshiping him. Because the thing of it is you can go through life without the Lord. And like David said, well, is it worth the risk to become a Christian? Well, here's the thing is, it's a lot easier to live in a sinful world and to continue in your sin, whatever that may be, whatever you do to bring yourself comfort. It's a lot easier to do that than it is to allow God to, or for you to pause and stop and listen for what God has to say. Um, But in the end, you're still going to be in the same spot that you are because the sinful world, the sin of the world um, will always disappoint. It may give you a feel good for a little bit, but it's always going to disappoint. The only thing that won't disappoint, and for me right now, the only thing that's getting me through this crazy time is just spending time with God and really trying to listen to um, where he's leading and worshiping him for the blessings that he has given us. Because, you know, just like last night I had women's group, my problems at the time seem really overwhelming and I'm exhausted and I'm frustrated. I spend a lot of my life frustrated. But another one of the ladies shared what they're going through and my difficulties aren't nearly what her difficulties are. And so I think just sharing with others, knowing that you're not alone in this walk um, and and just knowing that the risk is worth it to rely on God because he, he's going to show up and he's going to get you through whatever mess you're going through. Well, and uh, you bring up some really good points. And one of them that just kind of stuck out on to me that I was going to bounce off of is, you know, um, with, with everything living and I'm, I'm choosing my words, cautiously so that's what you i'm wanting to get out what exactly what i'm saying so that's why i'm pausing a second um the thing is we create habits that make us feel better whether they're from the world or not and that's kind of where susan's you know it's funner in the world and it's this and that and that's true until it explodes um, and it, and if you don't think it will explode, good luck. Cause I'm telling you it will. I mean, we've lived it. That's, that's really part of our testimony is we just ran whatever direction we felt like, whatever was fun, whatever was easy or whatever, whatever the case be, we, we ran and you know, it, it's kind of one of those things of, um, it will explode on you and it will get so overwhelming. You can't carry it. And that's, when do you turn to God and say, okay, God, I've had enough. I can't do this. I'm surrendering it all to you. 
That really has nothing to do with your spouse. That has to do with your relationship with God. Now, we we struggle. Um, probably one of our, our biggest negatives that, that we have is we don't find time to pray together. And and that's that's truly probably our largest negative because when you do pray together, you get an insight into where that person is, an insight into their relationship with God, which is different. Um, you know, I do a lot of driving. I mean, honestly, I think I burnt two tanks of gas in the last two days. Um, so I do a lot of windshield time, but I either have the radio off or me and God's just having a conversation or sometimes I'll listen to different podcasts and, you know, different relationships look differently just because they're not the same doesn't mean they're good or bad. It just means they're a different relationship. But I think until you really pray with each other, you don't really feel where it is. And that is one thing that we are, we've failed at. We've tried and we tried to get going and then it stops for one reason or another life, whatever the case may be. And, um, so, I mean, it's one of those things and, and is the risk worth it? And, and the thing is you're, you're living alone in your head with what's going on. Now, the question is, is the risk worth, do you want to keep living that way or do you want to have a conversation, which may be bad for a little bit. I'm not saying it'll go perfect right off the bat, but you've got to start the conversation and walk through the fear, uh, fears from Satan. You know, God nowhere says here, fear everything. Um, because I, I need your help. <laughs> it doesn't say that anywhere. And I think as Christians, sometimes we, we think that, well, we're Christians, it should get better easily and it should just automatically happen and God ought to take care of it. Well, then you don't learn anything through it. And how do you learn to rely on him through the situations when it is so heavy and it is overwhelming and, and your spouse is doing whatever, uh, our dog's throwing a fit about being in the cage. So Susan's going to put him on the rope on the front porch. Um, but, it, but I mean, really, when when do you when do you figure out where God enters this, what this looks like, how you get there? Because the thing is, as a couple, you end up burying yourself and you start isolating yourself. You start pulling away from each other because you don't think they'll understand. You're afraid of what they're going to say. Um, well, what if I say this and they leave me? I mean, all of these things get conjured up in your head of things that can happen. So is, is the risk worth it? Well, you know, when, when you ask the question, is the risk worth it? The next question you need to follow up right behind that is how bad do you want to be single? Because that's the best way to end up divorced is to be an island and not rely on your spouse and not communicate because your spouse isn't there to hurt you. Their reaction, the first point reaction may not be good, especially if you guys haven't talked about anything. But I know, you know, yesterday our conversation was, okay, here's where I'm at. We, we got to change something. And that actually come from both of us. Both of us said something's got to change. Well, without that conversation, it can continues to get worse. And actually you will use, see your spouse as the enemy that's helping create the problem. 
and and that's that's just from the pits of hell and and the thing is you you've got to bring your spouse along and it's not going to be easy in the beginning there but i'm i can tell you for a fact if you start surrendering your marriage to god start trying to communicate in a different way because honestly what's worked for you this point probably hasn't worked very well so try something different what's the worst going to happen you're in the same boat you were i mean and some people well it'll be a lot worse it won't be worse because if god's in the middle of it he wants you to communicate through it not only for your marriage but for future things well and i think you know when you talk about praying together and stuff and some of the time I feel like, you know, we pray, when we pray together, we may not get an answer right away, or there may not be anything that comes after it other than, okay, well, we just prayed and here we are. Um, and so I think that if, if we would continue to be in that habit, we don't, make it a priority because we don't see any fruit from it for lack of a better word. And so then we kind of forget about it or it's that moves down the priority level when in reality, it's not that God's not hearing our prayer because he is, and we don't necessarily see what he does with that praying together, but we may have a less stressful day or a calmer day or a day that our communication is better and fruitful. And we chalk that up to as it just wasn't as stressful of a day when, who knows, in the background, God may have been orchestrating things that didn't happen so that our day could have been better because we made the choice to pray together that morning or or whatever the case may be. I just think that Sometimes when we talk to God or get involved with God, we don't necessarily see what he's doing. And so therefore, well, it must not be working. And therefore, we're not going to do it anymore because it's for naught. When in reality, it really isn't for naught. And more importantly than anything else in his word, his word says that we are to pray to him, pray without ceasing. That means praying all the time, whether you're with your spouse, which you're by yourself. It doesn't say pray without ceasing and see what I will do. It just says, be thankful always, pray without ceasing, um, and give thanks in all circumstances. Well, honestly, that's a lot harder to do um, when th- things are coming at you that you really try to control. And... Um, but it's that rely, learning how to rely on him through that mess. And then you can be joyful always. You can pray continually. You can give thanks in all circumstances because you're doing what his word tells you to do. Well, we tend to treat God. I mean, I think most Christians in general um, tend to treat God as a genie. Yes. Not a redeemer. So, okay, Lord, we have prayed. Now, where's the result? You know, and and we get kind of hung up in this. And the thing is, number one, 90% of the time in mine or 100% of the time, I create the problem and then I want God to fix it. Yes. And, you know, not that he won't fix it, but some of it takes time. And sometimes there's lessons to be learned in the middle. 
You know, when that, that's what, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day and the conversation was come up about, um, you know, people that, that have, uh, or have a bad place of employment and there's, there's evil all around them and so on and so forth. And, you know, what I found is in the, usually somebody's prayed when God is really touching them, God use me. And then we put you in the situation where you're the only light in the middle of it. You're like, God, remove me. Get me out of this. I, I can't do this. You know, so, I mean, when you start talking about praying, what is God preparing ahead of you or preventing something to happen that you don't even know? Like Susan said, we just assume, well, it's a little bit of a better day than what it was yesterday. No, it was God's hand working. It's going to be a lot of fun because, I mean, I'm going to ask the question when I get to heaven. Okay, where'd you intervene? Mm-hmm. And he'll probably say, okay, there's only three million of them where I intervened ahead of you because I had to prepare this person so that this would work out or put this person in your life or make this adjustment. Or I was waiting on you. I was waiting on you to surrender the situation because honestly, you were in the driver's seat. I was in the trunk. Well, and a good example that God just brought back to mind was um, one of my biggest frustrations right now is we have gotten a new dog and it's a puppy. And we thought that that was a really great idea because we'd lost all of our dogs that we've had and we've always had a dog in our life. And so we thought it would be a great idea to get a puppy. So we're take, I'm taking it to the office every day. So I have to stop what I'm doing and take it outside and it has to be fed and it it's a puppy. So it wants to play and jump on you and bite your feet and lick your toes and all of these things that just, I don't have time for. It's frustrating to me. And I, it, a while back I had been praying, um, and, and God just revealed to me, so I we did not pray about getting another dog. We just took control and got another dog because I was praying, Lord, it's just, he's so frustrating to me. And how do I get, you know, through this time? And I feel like I'm being mean to him, but he needs discipline and just all these different things about a dog. And I know this seems very simple and not um, life-changing, and that's true, but the point of was he, I didn't verbally hear him say, but my spirit felt him say, you didn't come to me about getting another dog. And so now you're dealing with the consequences of making your own choices. And so, you know, it causes me to think if the things that we don't pray about, because we just want something, or we just feel like it's the right thing to do, or whatever, God cares about the small details. He wants to be involved in every aspect of our life. And when we don't involve him, there's consequences. It's like when a small child gets in trouble. You know, whenever he does, he or she does something that they're not supposed to do, there's always consequences. And we've told our kids all along, you can make this decision, you can make this choice, but just know that there's consequences that come with it. And so I think if we 
I'm not saying that we wouldn't have got a dog if we had prayed about it. God may have said, why don't you wait on that? Because what you're getting ready to go through and having a dog on top of that may not be the easiest path for you. But since we went ahead and did it without his consent, it's like, well, sorry about you, but now the consequences are you're going down this path that I'm leading you and you have a little irritation coming along with it because you didn't allow me to work in that. Well, and I, I think of the flip side of that, uh, it's a puppy and it doesn't know any better and it has to be trained and it does stupid things. Well, that's the same way we are in our Christian walk. You know, it's a, it's a puppy. It's a, you know, you're newly saved, you're a babe, you know, and, and you know, sometimes we don't allow God to work on our spouses when they're a puppy in Christ. We want him to fix them and make that immediate, bam, you're a great dog like our old dog was. <laughs> our, our dog of 16 years that was a perfect dog. Okay, we don't remember the puppy stage. Right. And we don't allow God to work on our spouses in our in his timeline. We expect him to work him in our timeline. And I think sometimes that's where our frustration comes from. <coughs> because you know, we start judging our partners of where they're at with God, what they should do. God changed them. God, when the whole time God's saying, I need to change you. Quit worrying about them. I'll take care of them. I've got them on a different road than I've got you. You're going to meet in the middle, but I need you to focus on you. And I, I think that that does and it gets to the point to where it's a whole lot easier telling what the spouse is doing wrong as a puppy than it is about giving grace. And in a marriage, you're not willing to look at it from their perspective sometimes. I know previous eight years, I didn't really care what Susan's perspective was, and that's bad to say, but it was, I took it as input, but it, it really, before God got a hold of me, it was input. That's I, it was input just like input everywhere else. I had to make a decision and roll with it. And and I think you know, as a when you're talking about a marriage and praying to God and and what needs to be done, it it can get overwhelming when you don't involve God. And that's that's the thing is, we just want to leave you today with some thoughts of. Of if your marriage isn't going right, do you have a Christian puppy in the marriage? If so, guess what? It's going to take time. God's going to have to train them. The other question I got is, what are you doing wrong? What's God working on you? If you're, we have a friend that's uh, perfect in every way. And uh, of course, I shoot holes all over it whenever I get the chance because no one's perfect. There's no one that's got it all figured out that does everything right, that does it. and But we can get so focused on the other one so easily because it takes the pressure off of us and we already have too much pressure and we don't really want any more pressure. So, you know, there's just a, a bag of things in this that we just, we just wanted to come to you today and share. I really hope you share our podcast with your friends. And uh, is the risk worth it? You may save a marriage by 
letting them hear the podcast. God may have a plan for it, and he's waiting on you to share it. I don't know. But I know that if, whether it be your spouse, whether it be a friend, whether it be telling somebody about Christ, whenever you get prompt, you have to move. And if you don't, there's consequences. And I think that's the part that we, we leave out a lot. So Well, and even not just with your spouse, but um, other believers. You know, I'm just sitting here thinking, how can we encourage you before we sign off? Um, you know, we are all in this together, and we as Christians need to step up and start um, showing Christ's love instead of just showing up to sit on a pew. And I don't mean that to be however you are, you know, may or may not take it, but it's just true. You know, we need to go out in the world and be a light because we're living in a very, very dark world right now. And so um, pray about that with your spouse, because if you take um, the two of you and you start praying together and you start really seeking God and what he's doing, um, what he can do through your life and what how he can use you is more than you ever thought possible. Um, but walk through it together because what a blessing that will be for you as well as what a blessing you can be to others. Absolutely. So we're going to end on that note. We hope you have a great week and, uh, stay focused on Christ and keep her rolling in the right direction. Amen. Have a great day.